This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, January 1st, 2019, episode 207. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig and visit our website, InfectionPodcast.com. Everybody's worst fear has happened. Brian is sick and is unable to do the show this evening. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll prove it to you. He's not there. We're here. We're doing a solo show um, for, uh, for your New Year's. And uh, I know everybody in the chat's all upset. Uh, so, Brian's, I think he's got the flu. Um, so, uh, feel better, Brian. And we'll, uh, we'll catch back up with him next week. Uh, you can check out our website, though. It's infectionpodcast.com. There's lots of cool stuff on here. Uh, we've got our Discord server on the right-hand side. We've had a super active group of people playing Atlas, upwards of... 10, 11, 12 people playing at any given time. I think there's a, a whole bunch of them in there right now. Um, let's see. We're one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, eight or nine of them playing right now as uh, we're doing the show. So they're in there active. You can do that. Musty saying 14 people active at one point. So if you want to join our Atlas group and get all the information, you can do that on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com, as well as joining our Steam group, get notifications when the show goes live here on a, on a Tuesday. We're back on a Tuesday. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. And then if you want to listen to the audio only version of the show, which I know all the audio listeners out there, um, you can subscribe to the podcast pretty much wherever podcasts are sold. Hopefully everybody had a uh, safe and happy new year as, uh, we get on into 2019. A lot of, um, if you, like I saw IGN today and, and Kutaku and uh, GameSpot were pu- publishing a lot of, you know, whoa, here's all the crazy things that happened in video games in 2018. And I, some of the stuff is interesting. Um, I, you know, I, I think as we, as we go into 2019, I think, and we spent a lot of time talking about this last week, uh, Ninja, uh, not, excuse me, not Ninja, Summit, um, talked a couple times last week about how he was fed up with early access games and uh, if you've listened to the show for any period of time uh, specifically since when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out you know that we've had a um, pretty extensive conversation about how how a game like Red Dead and and these AAA titles um, kind of Red Dead's pretty much the only example you can use Call of Duty Blackout had its problems but uh, Red Dead specifically set the standard, and we're going to talk about Atlas as we go, get a little more into the program this evening, but I think people going into 2019, there's going to be a new standard, I think. I could be wrong. <laughs> We've been wrong on, uh, in the past about things, but I know myself personally and in, in, in chatting with uh, some of the other members of our community through through Discord or wherever else, there seems to be this it's not a fear. It's just this notion of we're just kind of fed up with it. And now, as I'm saying this on the flip side, we've got 14 people playing Atlas, which in terms of a rough launch is arguably as bad as they get. Um, but there's just a sense that people just want to play a finished product. Um, I've been, I, I got a, uh, I ordered a Nintendo switch on black Friday Um and have been playing some of the games on that. And it's so refreshing to play a finished product. It's so, it's just, it's so refreshing to play. Uh, what have I been playing? I've been playing Mario Kart on it. I've been playing the new Smash. Those games are done. There's, there, there's no update coming to Mario Kart that fixes the, an issue with Rainbow Road. The game is done. The, the little cartridge I have, which is in this stupid box for some reason, Nevertheless, um, the game is done. The game is done. And that's what I think that's what people want. The early access thing was popular for a period of time. We, um, I don't know if this, I think this was a private conversation Brian and I had. Um, we talked about how many, or maybe this was on the show last week, how many Kickstarters have we seen for video games over the past six months? We've been doing the show now since uh, 2015. And in 2015, every week there was a new game, and, and we've obviously expanded our 
our base onto the games that we talk about, but every game, or excuse me, every week, there was a new Kickstarter, a new game that was announced on Kickstarter. They needed X amount of dollars, donate, or not donate, fund the development, and we'll give you a finished product. Every week, there was a new one of those. And as the months and months have gone on, and we've seen failed project after failed project, um, not in terms of the games failing, but the Kickstarters, Zero Survival is a great example. Failed Kickstarter. I mean, I don't think they even hit half of what they wanted to hit. Fortunately, they were able to, the, the developer over there, Josh, was able to get a, an angel investor to, to fund the development of the game to its current point. But that was a failed Kickstarter. And, and I, think there's some, I think there's something there that people are just, people are just fed up. You can pay 30 or $40 for a halfway done, may work sometimes game, or you can go to a game like Red Dead Redemption, which is $60. I'm sure you can get it cheaper you know, now from somewhere. I'm sure there, there's specials now that it's out. But I spent $60 on Red Dead Redemption. It was a finished product. Yes, the multiplayer was, was early access. But I didn't buy Red Dead Redemption for its multiplayer. The campaign, the story, the main game itself was a finished product when I pulled this uh, actually uh, did I do a digital no when I pulled the cellophane off the box and put the disc into my PlayStation the game was done it was finished there, there was no BS to deal with I wasn't checking Rockstar's Twitter to see when they were going to do another patch and you know part of that is part of that's I'm not going to call it fun but part of that is the experience of early access right it's it's sometimes fun to be part of that experience it's fun to be up at midnight when the Call of Duty servers come on and, and, and jump on there. We, we did that a couple of years ago with Call of Duty. I've done that since I was a, in middle school. Almost every midnight Call of Duty release. Staying up until 3 o'clock in the morning when the servers come online and playing till 5 or 6 in the morning and going to school or work, whatever it may be. There's, you know, there's, there's some fun in that, especially if you're playing with a good group of people. But in general, I think as we move on into 2019, I think people's mindsets are, are, are changing a little bit, and I, I think people are going to be less forgiving. Now, am I saying that there will be no, no early access game will survive in 2019? Absolutely not. There will be plenty that will, but the tolerance that people have I, now, I, I'm, just, I'm speaking from my personal experience, and if you feel differently, please let us know. You can tweet us at InfectionCast. If you're, um, if you're you know, joining us live here, you can throw it into the chat room. And if, if you're not joining us live, we are here live every Tuesday night at um, at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but in in my view, in my opinion, I just have I just don't want to deal with it anymore. I just have such I have so little tolerance now for broken garbage games out of the gate. It's one reason why right now, while we've got why while we've got 14 or 15 people playing Atlas, I am not. I'm not actively playing Atlas, and I don't really plan on it. Um, I, I, I just, it, I burned me out of the gate. There was lots of issues out of the gate. We'll talk about those. I just got burned out on Atlas, and and I'm just frankly sick of dealing with it. I'd rather, frankly, I'd rather not play it. I'd rather play nothing than play that right now, um, which is which is a problem, I think. And we'll talk about the current players. Um, not, I'm not going to be able to do all the graphics this evening, uh, but we'll go through some of the through some of the current players and, and, and get through some of that. So just to open up the, the first show of the new year, I, I, I'm, I'm curious on what the new year will bring in terms of early access games. We've got the new Planetside game that's supposed to be out, which is another early access um, style thing that, that, that Daybreak is doing. And of course, all the games that are in active development right now, we'll see what, what comes of them in, um, in the new year. Real quick, before we get into Atlas, I do want to talk about an issue I had this week. Um, I don't remember what day it was. There was, oh God, maybe it was Saturday. I don't, who knows? It was the middle of the day. And I was, um, actually, I can tell you exactly when it was. It was December 29th, which was a Saturday. Look at that. And... I was trying to, it was 11.30, according to my Twitter. So Saturday, 11.30, I, uh, I ping one of, the, one of the, the people in Discord and say, hey, do you want to play Dead by Daylight? Which is a game that I've been playing a lot of since, um, since I've been turned on to it. In the, in the past couple of months since you've heard me talking about Dead by Daylight, 
I've logged just shy of 70 hours in the game. I've played a good amount of it over the past couple of months. So logged into or launched Dead by Daylight and the loading screen was taking forever. And I made the a comment to the other person I was playing with, like, you know, God, these these um these loading screens are taking forever. What what the hell's going on here? And it loaded, it loaded, loaded, it said failed. Try restarting your game, you know, to you know, try close your game and restart it and see if you can get back in. So closed it, restarted it, same thing. Closed it, restarted it, same thing. Um looked online this error. They said sometimes restarting Steam helps. So exited Steam, relogged into Steam, and got into Steam, relaunched Dead by Daylight in the same error. Now at the same time, I'm checking out Twitter. And it appears that Steam is having some network connectivity issues with, with, with Steam, with the marketplace. So looking back at, at the Dead by Daylight screen, I see it's getting hung up on loading marketplace. So essentially what was happening is due to Steam's network or connectivity issue that they were having that was causing issues with connecting to Steam, a game like Dead by Daylight, which uses the Steam wallet and the Steam inventory system to keep track of items, is rendered unplayable. It would not load the game. It, it, it went through a couple of the loading options. It loaded into their servers. It loaded all that other stuff, but it got hung up on something with the marketplace or, or player inventory, one of those two. And the game was unable to initialize past that point. Now, fortunately, about, call it 10 or 15 minutes later, Steam has come back up. But we always talk about how um, we don't want to rely ourselves to these services and how Steam is, our, Steam is our library of our games. But it's more than just that. Steam is more than just the keys to the game here. You've got games like Dead by Daylight. Another game that came, came to my mind was Miscreated which directly relies on Steam's inventory system for their in-game uh, kiosk store, long-term kiosk storage system. Fortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to log into Miscreated during that, but I would love to hear how they're dealing with issues like that. When the Steam inventory and the Steam marketplace are down, there are Steam connectivity issues. How does a game that relies exclusively on Steam for an inventory, a marketplace, a DLC store, whatever it may be, relies directly on Steam for those systems, what do you do? The answer is nothing, because the store is down, the system is down. And uh, our uh, Joe is in the chat saying, bring back Just Survive. I know nobody's a fan of this, myself included, but do we need to look at maybe standalone launchers, standalone inventory services? Because we're relying, we're relying 100% on Steam, 100% on Steam, to be providing us with, in some games, the inventory system, the marketplace system, the DLC system, and then when Steam has got a connectivity issues, which they had for almost an hour on Saturday afternoon in the middle of the day, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, it started around 11, I tweeted out around 11.30, it was, I think it was all resolved by, you know, 11.45, uh, 12 o'clock noon, but what do you do when that, when you have a massive inventory issue, like Steam, or when you have an, a game that relies exclusively on steam and have to, um, have to use those systems. Now I'm not talking about a launcher for instead of, I'm not talking about launchers for each game, but if you remember back to how daybreak used to handle their games, when you played just survive the original H1Z1 game, you would play that, would load up a separate launcher, which you would log into your separate Daybreak account and log in that way. In the time, it was a pain in the ass. Hated it. We complained about it on this show for months. Get rid of the launcher, get rid of the launcher, get rid of the launcher. But seeing what happened Saturday with Steam, um, now is it a widespread issue? Is it something that is Steam down all the time? No. Is it something that happens all the time? No. But... I know we've got some game developers that um, are you know, people that are interested in the game development field that listen to this program. If you're developing a game, I would say you've got to keep all those systems separated from Steam. You've got to keep them separated from Steam. Because what happened Saturday with Dead by Daylight was the game I was playing. It's not Dead by Daylight's fault. They didn't crash Steam. But during Dead by Daylight, 
I was unable to play the game because Steam's marketplace was down. Let me be clear. Steam itself was having some issues, but the marketplace and the, 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 the store specifically was down, including some of the inventory stuff. The friends list was up. I was able to invite, I was able to chat. All that other stuff was up. That's what was frustrating. So how do you, where do we go from this? I, I, I've never had this happen to me before where I was unable to play a game because Steam was having a store issue. I've had issues with not being able to access games on Steam when Steam itself, the whole Steam network is down. This is not what was going on Saturday. Individual parts of the network that were down, which is crippling individual games. Um, Dead by Daylight was the game that I was playing, but my first uh, thing, that, first thing that came to my mind was miscreated. How do they deal with that? When they've got their long-term inventory storage system revolving 100% exclusively exclusively on the Twi- on the uh on the, on the Twitch store on the Steam marketplace library whatever you want to call it I don't know the I, I don't know the answer to the question I'd I'd love to hear what you think about it um but I can see a long tor- a long-term Steam store issue or Steam inventory issue that lasts a couple of hours that essentially handicaps games on Steam that are using their systems. Atlas doesn't. We had a whole group of people playing Atlas. They were unaffected by the issue. And, and there are hundreds of other games that were unaffected by the issue as well. It just happened to be the game that I wanted to play required Steam Store to be working. And it wasn't... And, and maybe the answer is the game itself needs to have a, a, a check if the store... Does isn't working? Just move past it. Maybe it's a maybe it's a dead by daylight issue. Maybe they should have a check that hey, if you can't load the DLC store, don't load it. Just keep moving forward. I don't know. Maybe that's an issue on their part. Maybe they need to be held accountable. Um, maybe I'm blowing this up to a to a larger issue. But I thought that was an interesting situation that I um, experienced on Saturday, and it was a it was a worldwide issue. Store and purchases were not working on Steam, which was causing. Um, my issue with uh with my with with dead by daylight and i would assume any other game that requires the steam marketplace to be functioning to to load into the game so that was um that was my weekend um gaming played a little bit of atlas uh as as well over the past couple of days i haven't been playing i've been traveling but uh that was my weekend in gaming and again you know we, we were talking about earlier i've been playing some games on the switch um which is refreshing to play a uh, finished product here. All right, let's transition over to the game of the, uh, the kind of, it's going to be the game of the next couple of weeks, probably. And that is Atlas. Now for all of their issues, um, they do keep good track of what's going on. So as of recording this show, it's uh it's Tuesday, January first. Uh, it's the first day of January, 2019. And, the current version of the game is 8.56. So, and and there'll be a link in the show notes. They put all of their uh, updates in a single uh, form post on their, uh, on their site. So you can go ahead and look at that. Now they did a big update on, um, it doesn't say when it was, but it was version eight of the thing. And there was a couple of big things in here. Um, One that I know a couple of members in our community wanted was the low memory mode they did a lot of uh, ship rebalancing to the time it takes to um, take over somebody's ship. So they did a whole bunch of things like that. They changed the way that the uh, pirate ships uh, interact and work. So they did a big update with version 8. But uh, the most recent version, 8.56, anyone can demolish shipwreck structures to regain resources so you get your diving suits ready. If you remember back to the trailer, there is a, there's a scene in the trailer where somebody's underwater looking at one of those shipwrecks. So the shipwrecks are no longer uh, only able to be demolished by the group that built them or the clan or, or whatever that had built them. So they, they, they did that. And then NPC trading ships are back and, no longer effect, and are no longer affected by wild creature destruction. Reminder for those who with deep pockets, the trader ships have an epic dragon, which can be purchased for 50,000 gold coins. So that's version 8.56. That's the current version. Now let's look at some things that they are working on. And they note in here, these are not things that are 
in the next next patch necessarily, but these are things that they are aware of, things that they are working on. So they're they're tr they're going to update some undesired movement speed, um, max taming um, additions with status components. So they're going to make some changes there. They're going to adjust the seagull and crow aggro speeds uh, and update the collision to allow players to attack uh, and to land attacks more constantly, which I know has been a big issue with the flyers. It was an issue in arc too. Hitting flyers was always a real pain. Um, they're making some adjustments to some different animals. Um, they're updating uh, some AI things so that it will not it will only target um, sleeping humans if a player is connected. So it won't you you're, the AI will no longer apparently target offline humans um reduced b movement to allow player to attack this is some this is the things that they're trying to do reduce b movements to allow player attacks to land uh, increased harvest amounts of fur and milk from sheep and cows to uh, incentivize some more taming things and uh and a whole bunch of other things that they are going to be working on things that they want to work on and and things that they're going to be doing here over the next couple of weeks so those are some of the things that um the miscreate uh, miscreated the Atlas folks are working on over there. Now, the drama is not done. And there, let's look at a, a post here from a server hosting company, uh, G Portal. It, their website is g-portal.com. Uh, they are not an advertiser on the program, um, but they are a dedicated server host and they sell Atlas server clusters. Now, one of the things that um, is interesting with Atlas is that you can host your own dedicated servers. Now, there are some limitations on it. It's not fully open, but you can host your own server. So this company, G Portal, um, is a host that, that does this. And they, they posted on Facebook on December 25th about Atlas. And I'm just I'm going to read through uh, some of this post here. And they wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And they say... We are very sorry to all of our customers who are having massive problems with their Atlas servers. Atlas is in a much earlier state of development than we, that we at G Portal anticipated. And they put in quotes, led to believe. And were unable to foresee the issues it would cause. Um, they give their sincerest apologies. And they say, uh, let me sum up the last few days. As we noticed, the Atlas release was postponed several times until the 23rd of December. The server files weren't available from the start, but after a lot of talks, we finally received them directly from the developer a few hours later. Atlas doesn't work like a typical game. This isn't like our normal servers, our normal services where the servers are ready upon immediate purchase and start up. Atlas has many special needs like decentralized databases and fully automated management of JSON files. There is no standard map in the large cluster of MMOs and the large cluster of the MMO officials aren't usable for private servers. And believe me, there are a ton more issues. Now that's referring to, you can only host a free port from right now. I don't believe you can host just random zones. They limit what zones you can host on a, on a dedicated server. So the post goes on to say, since December 23rd, our whole team has been working continuously on our Atlas servers. They have 30 people spread throughout the world. Um, they are offering credit to people for their lost time. Um, and, and they go on to say, we're very sorry. Uh, we'll do our best. And this is, it's, it's, it's an interesting post and it's obvious to me that they are, you know, they're, they're shooting, uh, uh for lack of a better term, uh, shooting a cannon at the Atlas developers and saying, Hey, when we originally came to an agreement with the Atlas folks, we were led to believe that the game would be at a much different state than it was. And I think that's kind of the whole development and the whole launch here of, of Atlas is everybody, including people online based on the information that we were, that, that we received prior to the launch, believed the game would be at a different state. Now, maybe we should have known based on arc and how things got delayed in arc now things never got done in arc that maybe that was going to be the case um and and since then the, the the developers have apologized um and they said that their systems got crushed i just it's not acceptable i we spent a lot of time on this last week um and i, I don't want to harp on it too more uh, or too much more but they did release a post um their their captain's log here is what they're calling their posts 
and it says between the insanity of preparing for the release of a massive multiplayer title and the needs to get all of the new infrastructure prepared to roll out, we left the schedule and and initial launch builds and got away, and we let the original launch builds get away from us. It's easy to lose sight of the big picture, which ought to start and end with communication to the players. Um, and as of right now, looking at the Steam store, the reviews on this game, similar to last week, are still mostly negative. So only 30% of the almost, uh, they have 16,166 reviews on this game right now. Only 30% of those are positive, um, which is giving it that mostly negative um, review review at this point. And um, this all goes back to the original conversation that we were having a little bit earlier on about um, just about status of games when you release them. And, and you know, they say that we, you know, between the intensity of preparing for the release of a massive multiplayer online, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse that they knew what they were getting into. They knew they were releasing a game two weeks, originally two weeks before Christmas. These are not excuses. This is poor planning. And, and frankly, they say starts and ends with communication to the players. In my opinion, and I don't work inside of whoever is actually producing this. Grapeshot, I think, is the official company, which is all the ARC people. In my opinion, they clearly do not have good communication internally. Because if they did, they would not wait 30 minutes until after the game was supposed to be out to delay it by 48 hours. So there are larger problems with Atlas besides their community manager not tweeting out prevalent information. They clearly do not communicate uh, internally at all. Uh, They can't because what has gone on with this game and the fact that they say, we're doing a server update at 1 p.m. Eastern in-game. They'll pop up a message. 1 p.m. Eastern, we're doing a, a server update. You'll be kicked out of the game. Okay. One o'clock rolls around. We are doing an update at 2 p.m. Eastern for your game. We will be shutting down the servers. Okay, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. We will be doing an update at 3 p.m. You get to 3 p.m. We're doing an update at 3.45. 3.45 hits. We're doing it at 4.30. 4.30 hits. We're doing it at 5.15. And finally at 5.15, they do the update. Where's How can you delay it so many times in such a short period of time? That's what I think is so frustrating to people when they and, and why you look at you may look at some of the mostly negative reviews on Steam. Now, the game is was unbalanced at the launch and in my opinion they should have done a wipe within the second or third day of this game. They have made a grave mistake and I think it's the same mistake they made with Ark with refusing to wipe the game when it launched 1.0. I know there would have been ramifications for that, but but I think they needed to wipe. They should have wiped when at day two or day three when they fixed some of the big issues. And if you haven't played Atlas, um, one of the biggest, I would say probably the biggest issue when it launched is people were able to spread out at a very dramatic or at a, at a very increased rate due to a creative mode bug. They were able to fly across the map and put claim flags down everywhere. So anywhere you go on a PvE or a PvP server, remind you, there are four large servers in the game. A US PvP, a US PvE, an EU PvP, and an EU um, uh, and, and an EU PvE. There are four total servers. Inside of them, there are a whole bunch of clusters. But nevertheless, there are four massive servers in the game. Every single area of land in all of those servers, in all of those regions are gone. The, there are loot claim flags everywhere. If you buy the game today and want to claim some land, you are shit out of luck. There, there is no way you are claiming any land because the game has been griefed and they refuse, for God knows whatever reason, to just do a wipe. They have made so many dramatic changes to this game in the past two weeks that it frankly requires a wipe. They needed to do it the second or third day of the game but it is, it is at the point now where if they don't wipe, I frankly do not see how they will have a long-term player base. I'll tell you what keeps ARK alive to this day. We talk about ARK and current players every week on this program. What has kept ARK alive to this point is private servers. That is what kept, that is what kept 
has kept Ark alive. People are allowed to do their own thing, modify their own settings, and play their own game. Independent of what the Ark developers want to do with the public service. They can wipe, they can do whatever, they can increase um, uh, resource rates, they can increase dino tame times, whatever, harvest rates, whatever it may be. They can do all of that. They can do all of that. You're not going to be able to do that on Atlas. Atlas is not set up like Arc. Atlas is an MMO. It, the MMOs do not have private servers. It, it, they're not private servers. An MMO, the servers are hosted by the developer. It does not make sense to have private servers on an MMO. Now, so in my opinion, they, need, they needed to do a wipe a week ago. But at this point in time, they really absolutely unequivocally need to do a wipe because our group has had to to retreat from pre from pvp to pve to try to get anything done because of how broken the pvp was on launch that's that's the current status of atlas and i i i, I understand it's a small group of people that that i'm playing with but i'm just going off of the experiences that i've had and and the experiences that i've heard they have made the, the game has changed so much since day one that it frankly requires one. They had creative mode on where you could fly across the map. So players were flying, landing on remote islands, and placing claim flags. It is the it, they are they griefed the game. And the Atlas developers didn't do a damn thing about it. They turned off the creative mode and said, oh, it should be fixed. Meanwhile, drive around anywhere in the game, sail around anywhere in the game on your boat. And, and look at the map, and there are little red blotches everywhere, which are where claim flags exist. I just, I do not understand how the hell they expect this game to last in terms of longevity. It's got solid player numbers right now, but if the Steam reviews are any indication of the experiences that people are having playing the game, I do not see how they can have a long-term game with Atlas. It's an MMO. It's not ARC. This is not ARC. There are no private servers. This is an MMO. So for, for, for people that think that there's no issue with this, I, I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. And here is a, um, <clears throat> here's the, here's on the PVP server. Uh, Jay Delore just sent the link here of all the claims. Any of these dots you see are our claims now some of the islands you can't claim but look at this i mean this is an entire quadrant of the map a full server of the map that is all claimed by the same people i mean it, it's all over the place and this isn't all of them this is some of these are the ones that are registered online you go in game it is much worse any of these islands these little islands that i'm mousing over right here are fully claimed they are claim flags everywhere and i frankly do not know what 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 their plan is to do about it i think they need to wipe i don't think they will wipe um but that's that's the deal i think they need to wipe but knowing what happened with arc i don't think we will we will see a wipe so for the time being, myself personally, I really just don't have any interest in playing the game. I don't find PvE fun. I think it's fun to go into the game and explore and find what it's all about. But for anybody that has played PvE for any extensive period of time, PvE gets old very quick. And once the newness of the game wears off, I think you will see, like in most other games, H1Z1, look at those, PvE has got a very, very small player base. Now... They have made the environment pretty strong with the ghost ships and the and the massive you know sea tornadoes and all these other things that happen, but the newness will wear off. Our group right now is building the biggest boat, the Galleon. Once that's built, what are you going to do next? And that's my concern with Atlas going forward. They have made the game, um, they 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 put the player in such an awkward position. Even Musty is saying, all I want to do is finish the Galleon, then I feel like I'm done. What is there to do once you made the make the largest boat in the game? Can't PvP with anybody, so you can just sail around and fight NPC ships. I just I don't know what their plan is, and I think they're they're making some grave mistakes here, 
And and fortunately, it's still early enough in the game that they can announce and do a wipe. Um, but I um <clears throat> I I I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. Um, I don't know what their plan is going forward. So that is the um, that is the status of of Atlas. I know a whole bunch of people are playing it. Um, since we're not going to have um, a normal current players today, because I I can't multitask and make all the graphics. Right now, there are about forty five thousand people playing it. Um, the twenty four hour peak is fifty five thousand, and the all time or the the seven day, which was three days ago, the all time peak is uh, just shy of fifty nine thousand players. So you'd think, oh, wow, things are going really well. But then let's look at the reviews. 31% of the reviews are positive. It's got almost 13,000 negative reviews compared to 5,000 positive. There's, they've got an issue on their hands. And once the newness wears off, um, I, I just I don't know what's going to happen with Atlas. So as always, we'll, um, we'll keep up to date with that. I, I've reached out multiple times to the folks over at Atlas, the community managers and some other people, and nobody, nobody seems to want to talk about, about what they're doing. So we're kind of at the whim of when they want to talk, and uh, if they ever do, we will uh, do our best to uh, get them on the show. Um, transitioning just to, it's, I, we've got it listed as H1Z1, but uh, another developer from the uh, Daybreak SOE team has uh, left, uh, somebody that you're probably familiar with, MMO programmer Mitch Evans, um, has accepted a position at Intrepid Studios and will start in February of 2019. Um, he's worked at Daybreak slash SOE for 12 years. He had a, a very large role in um, an H1Z1, the original H1Z1, and some of the stuff that they've got going forward, as well as a whole bunch of the other Daybreak games. Um, so he is uh, he's packing up his bags and he is moving uh, to another studio in, in, in February. Which um, I, I wish I wish he would have kept a tally of all the people that have left um, SOE slash slash Daybreak since the massive changes um, with that have happened. And I saw a tweet a little bit earlier today from 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 Jace as they are continuing to kind of figure out what the status of the game is as they're they're struggling to get even just a few thousand people playing. Um, he tweeted out a little bit earlier today. I wonder if I can find it. Um, tweeted about his uh, New Year's resolution. Um, his resolution is to 100% less time spent on consuming slash participating in social media and 100% more time spending on meeting, work, and life goals. So um, I think that's, uh, that's uh, an interesting um, resolution from him. Um, there was that big report a couple of months ago from, uh, I think it was Video Game 24-7, um, that he spends almost no time in the um, in, in the office working on the game, and he just kind of swoops in, does his stuff, and then leaves. And I don't, again, I don't know that to be the case. I, all I have to go on is their report. He says it's not the. He says it, that he's not. They say he is. I don't know. Nevertheless, there's a report out there that claims that, and um, and this this tweet here saying uh, I need to spend less time on social media which he is a very big social media guy, which is fine. He's the face of the franchise, right? That, that, I mean, that's kind of what he does, um, that he wants to be the public face of, of everything H1Z1. You got to be active on social media, I understand. But you're also in charge of the direction of the game. So trolling people on social media with, with soon TM images and soon videos, um, I don't know if that's the best way to be spending your time. I'm not in his position. I'm not pretending to be. I'm not trying to be. Um, but that's, that's kind of the future of, of H1Z1 as, uh, as we go forward. And they're apparently still in the works of having the new, um, collaborative uh, group take over the development of just survive. But I, we haven't seen anything on that since that original announcement a couple of months ago. So we will, uh, we will wait and see what comes of that over at, um, over at, uh, I don't remember the name of the group, the, the, two companies that are working on uh, H1Z1. All right, let's uh, transition over to ROE, a, uh, another free-to-play BR, and they've got a patch here that they did on December 30th. 
and they've announced uh, that they've extended their adventure adventurer season one by two weeks from its original eight. So it'll be 10 weeks total. um, And they're going to be the end of the season was intended to be January 3rd, which would have been two days from now, but they're extending that to January 15th. um, And, and they're, they're doing that. And this is the adventurer is the rewards, the, 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 the tier system, similar to what games like Fortnite have. So they're expanding that their season, essentially um, another two weeks to give players uh, 10 total weeks to, to get through and get all the rewards. Um, their game mode from dusk till dawn, the team HUD now shows the number of firewood your teammates are carrying. And they've added a text notification when you consume food items and gain the food buff. Uh, they, they are doing a, a New Year's celebration event, which is actually lasting more than a day. Um, it's starting January 2nd, and it'll run through January 9th, and players can log into the game every day to participate in raffles um, from uh, three reward cards. Choose one and claim your awesome reward. The event lasts eight days, and participating players uh, in up to seven drawings. After completing seven drawings, you will be rewarded with the Gavin New Year style. So this is a comeback every day. Click a button, get in the game, and do that. Um, and they are doing a, let's see, they're doing a one-off event period, a serial, a serial murder case file event, and that's going to be taking place starting, uh, it's not, excuse me, it's not one day, but it's starting January 2nd at uh, midnight Pacific, so 3 o'clock Eastern, and that'll run till the 15th. And during this event period, players can visit and log into the um, the police record management system, find the unlock code in game to decrypt Sheriff Peter's mysterious case files and win special rewards. Uh, they've done a couple of bug fixes as well um, with the HUD and the HP bar. They fixed an air text prompt in the party uh, when in a party in an in-game lobby and then fixed an issue which caused hand model glitches while holding the roast chicken. So this is interesting with these rewards. I like that they're spacing them out and allowing people to actually play them. PUBG, for whatever reason, cannot do their um, uh, their their timed events, their their server events, or their, their whatever you want to call them, for more than like two days with no notice. So with this, they announced the update on the 30th, which was uh, Sunday, and are giving people until Wednesday to until they start starts on Wednesday and it runs all the way until January 15th. So it runs for almost, it runs for almost two weeks, two full weeks. Um, and they're giving players access to do that for both the new year celebration raffle and the Dione, uh, serial murder case event file thing that they're doing. So that's a ROE. It's a free to play game. It's made by a uh, Tencent who uh, we've talked a lot about in the past. You can go ahead and, uh, check that out, download the game and, uh, give it a try. We've, uh, we've had a good time with it. It's just, Unfortunately, it's just looming in in the the series of of interesting games that um, you know. How do you find enough time in the day to play them all? There's just so many of these games out there. Speaking of uh, so many games, I was uh, I was listening to a podcast this weekend. They were talking about a game um, that I don't remember us talking about in the past, but it's been out since May of last year. It's called Raft, and it's a it's a pretty interesting looking game. It's got some similar styles to. It's got some similar ideas to hide and hold out. If you remember uh, that that very old survival game, the whole thing was. It's a boat. It's kind of a a, a boat game. You build little boats, uh, not like Atlas, but you build your own little. And instead of building on land, instead of building structures on land, you build them on rafts. And this game is called that. It's called Raft. Um, it's been out. You know, about. It's been out since May. And um, here's the trailer for it if you haven't seen it, and um, I'll, uh, I'll talk about it after, uh, after we watch this.
All right. So in 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 watching that, it is it is it, it's very similar to to hide and hold out. I I don't own the game. Uh, I just heard about it two days ago um, on on another podcast, and uh, it's available. It's part of the Steam. Uh, winter sale, so that goes into what January third or fifth. So you maybe you've got a, maybe another day or two to get it. It's uh, normally nineteen ninety nine. It's on sale for sixteen bucks, twenty percent off during the uh, the winter sale. And you can and you can see here on uh, on their Steam page, they've got a, a number of images on here. And you, it it, it kind of is like a mix between Minecraft and um and and hide and hold out. It's it's very open world. It's very creative. Um, I haven't played it but from what i've seen and what people have said about it they they seem to think it's got a a fun little progression system in it um it's not too deep of a game there's no crazy story in it um but um these people tend to have good game recommendations and they were talking about this game uh extensively so it's called raft it's available on the steam store it's been out since may and um it's it's got just under eleven thousand reviews and 78 percent of them are positive so it's got mostly positive reviews on Steam, and uh, again, it's on sale now for 16 bucks, and it'll be uh, $20 regular price, which I don't think is too expensive for a game like this uh, when you uh, when you sit back and look at it. And it doesn't look like it's too resource-intensive either, so it uh, looks like you can get away with running this on a, on a pretty uh, moderate computer. So check that out. It's called Raft. Um, I'm probably going to pick it up in the Steam sale uh, before that ends, and um, we'll report back in, over the next couple of weeks uh, about that. All right. Um, well, don't worry. Brian's not here. He's under the weather, but he didn't leave me hanging with the game giveaway. We still got a giveaway today. Um, and the uh, the game that we've got here is, is called um, AER Memories of Old. And looking at uh, looking at it, it's a uh, the Steam page says uh, trans- transform into a bird and fly to explore and experience a vibrant world of floating islands in the sky. This is similar to this to the if you remember the feather game that was very popular a couple of years ago. Um, it's a game where it's just got a very pretty atmosphere, um, and you just spend some time uh, l- looking through the environment. Um, there, there is more to it than that. There are some ruins that you go through, but, um, that's our game giveaway. You can enter exclamation point giveaway in the chat and you can go ahead and, uh, enter for that. And we will give that away here, uh, towards the end of the program. It's exclamation point giveaway and in chat, and you can uh, enter to do that. And Hey, maybe you're listening to this after the fact or watching this on YouTube. I know we've got a couple new people that have found us through Atlas um, you, we're here live every Tuesday night. We've done so for the last 200 and so weeks. We're live here at 7 p.m. Eastern. Normally, uh, Brian joins me and we chat about um, we, we chat about video games, but we're here live every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Twitch, and uh, we bring you the latest survival news. So if you're uh, listening to this after the fact and you've got a Tuesday free, we'd love to have you in the chat. We've got a whole group of people hanging out there now and uh, and, and, and having, a, having a good old time. Uh, Let's talk about Fortnite. There was a very interesting article about Fortnite, and I know our community loves Fortnite. So I'll talk about this. Epic Games, after all of the money that they had spent on Fortnite. Now, we were out at PAX West a um, couple of months ago, and they had a mini golf. Uh, I'm not going to call it an arena. They had a mini golf, like a six or seven hole mini golf themed around Fortnite setup. They had a whole side of a building wrapped in their um their, their like Fortnite graphics and everything. They've done tournaments, they've hosted events, they sponsor a whole bunch of stuff. But after all of the money that they have spent doing events like that, those events cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not million in the in the low millions of dollars to host. You have to have staff out there. You've got to have all this stuff manufactured for the event. Very, very expensive to do. They hosted a huge tournament at PAX. They had a had a parking lot rented out. Very, very expensive. It cost them millions of dollars to go to, to, to that show. After all of it was said and done, Epic Games reported $3 billion in profit. In profit after they after all of those things that they had spent. Um they they reported three billion in profit. So for everybody that says, 
um, you know, uh, Fortnite is dead. Nobody's playing Fortnite. Yada yada yada. The three they three billion dollars in profits, which means after they've spent all of it, um, and, and this article goes to goes through and says that after speculation, they they think that the they think two billion of the three was in Fortnite revenue. Um, Epic also has the Unreal Engine. There's a whole bunch of other things that that they um, make money on. Of course, the Epic Store, which we've talked about here the past couple of weeks, but um, three billion dollars in profits with uh, with with Fortnite in 2017, or excuse me, in in 2018. So keep you know, I know it's fun to hate on Fortnite and say, oh, the game sucks. It's only children that play it, but Clearly, they are doing something right when they're able to profit, you know, three billion dollars after all the money that they spend on tournaments and events all over the country. But uh, let's do a quick Fortnite update. This is uh, version seven point one point zero, and this is um, content update number two. And they've added a new item to the game, and it's a boombox. Now it looks like a look. It looks like a regular stair that you'd expect. And uh, this one is already getting uh, some controversy online. You throw it at buildings uh, and stru- not not buildings structures, and it blows them up. And um, from I read some stuff online beforehand and, and listened to watched a YouTube video, and the people are saying that it is very overpowered right now. Um, so that's in the game right now. You can check it out. You just throw the boombox at it, and it tears down enemy structures. Um, and that's their new thing. Now they did do their 14 days of Fortnite which was their limited time modes. And um, they are continuing with that and it's switching. It's every two days and uh, they're still going forward with that. They've got all these l- different game modes that they've tried and um, they're putting those back into rotation with these, uh, with these limited time modes. And um, again, and the boombox, and then a whole bunch of things too creative that they're still working on and survive the world. So that is Fortnite version seven, uh, version 7.1.0. Um, and that's, uh, again, that's Fortnite. Um, GTA online has got a, uh, a, their own version of Fortnite. It's called bomb ball. And I think there's a YouTube video here of, uh, of, of some gameplay and it pretty much is exactly, um, it pretty much is exactly rocket league, but it's in GTA. So they've got this here. There's a couple of, um, couple of balls on the ground and you essentially just play it like you'd play Fortnite. You score goals. They they're bombs, so they can explode. You can drop mines and and, and do some other crazy things with it. It's not quite as fast paced as um, as Rocket League is, but it's a very similar mode. And I can't say I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised that it's just in there now. Um, Rocket League has been popular for for a very long period of time. And it just seems like they're they're just introducing this now, so we'll probably have to do this for um for for a game of the week at some point as um as we tend to have a good time with GTA. So uh, it's in there now. It is called uh, Bomb Ball, and um, it's part of GTA Online. So you can uh, you can go ahead and and, and check that out and uh, play that if you're looking for something to play. Well. I had a feeling I'd only get through about an hour or so, but before we wrap up the show this evening, I, we talked about, I talked about Atlas earlier, but I want to come back and talk about some of my um, thoughts on where they can go in the future. So we talked about the updates and some of the issues that they have. What I think Atlas really can do to, um, to succeed in, in this field of, of competition with so many different games being out there, I mean, just in the past couple of months, remember a game called Scum? that came out a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean, that's a game that came out, had a lot of hype when it launched, and frankly just kind of fell flat. Miscreated 1.0 just released their big update. Um, it, it, it made some news when it came out, but we're looking at, you know, player numbers less than 2,000. So they're, what can they do to really succeed going forward? And I really think, now I, I, I do think that the the, creative or the you know the regular build your ship mode and do all that stuff is fine but limited game modes and doing kind of modes like a black wake mode for a game like atlas i think would be really cool for a note for anybody that's never played black wake you spawn in you are given a fully um 
staffed ship. The ship is already fully built, and you go and you sail around and you attack other groups. You load uh, you load cannons in. You uh, bail water out. You put fire out. You repair sails. You do all of this stuff, and the but the boat is already built. So I I think for Atlas going forward, doing a mode like Black Wake where you team up with a group of people and you just go onto a boat and you have a you know a battle and then when the game is over you die and you just respawn. Um, I think you're gonna have a, a serious problem. Brian and Brian our Brian uh, in the chat is saying. People don't want to do real PvP when the result is permadeath of their ship. Too much loss. And that's exactly the problem. Um, if anybody that's ever played a game like Ark, you know when you lose a dinosaur that took 12 hours to tame, it's, as stupid as this sound, it's heart-wrenching. It, 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 it's so frustrating that you invested all this time into a, to a, to a dinosaur, to a ship, to a structure, whatever, and it just gets wiped away. And that's why I think modes like Black Wake, where you are... It, they're instanced. You 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 load into a lobby, so it's a you know maybe you have fifty people in the server, a whole bunch of different ships. You get into a couple groups, and you go out and you set out sea. You set out on sea and you sail and you fight each other. There's no survival. There's no crafting. There's no getting off the ship. You die, and you and board other people's ships, and you can still have all the elements of Atlas. They spent an incredible amount of times, an incredible amount of time, with the sailing mechanics and the ship versus ship mechanics in this game and i unfortunately feel like none of that will ever be seen by a mass of players why because nobody wants to invest the time into building a galleon to bring it out to sea to get screwed over by a group of chinese hackers or chinese players that are running 30 and 40 players deep and maul you instantly nobody wants that Nobody wants to invest the time, and, and anybody that has played any game for any extensive period of time that requires you to, to build up either a, a, a structure, a boat, a, a, an animal, whatever it is, over time, you understand what I'm talking about. And I, I do fear that Atlas is going to have a huge problem once the newness factor wears off, which is what we're in right now. We are in the honeymoon period of Atlas. Everything is fine. Everything is with rose-colored glasses because, hey, the game is new. It's something to play. I mean, here's the thing. It's January 1st. People still aren't even back at work yet. So we're looking at the player numbers right now. Starting tomorrow, January 2nd, a lot of people are going to be getting back to the office for the first time in sometimes two weeks, week and a half, two weeks. So what's the result of that going to be? Atlas is a very hands-on, you-need-to-be-active kind of game, very similar to ARK, but it's ARK on steroids in terms of how involved you have to be in the process. It's arc on steroids in that regards. And I just don't know how they're going to be able to keep a solid player base. Now, they can literally rip off Black Wake and probably do it better than Black Wake because they spent so much more time on the mechanic. And I think that would be great. Um, Black Wake is an awesome game. We've had a, I've had a lot of fun playing it. And I, I really do think for Atlas to have any type of um, longevity going forward, they, they, they need to do something. They need to have limited time modes that you can hop into the game and not lose. And I know people are talking about bumping up the resource gather, you know, 2, 2.5, 3, 3%. That's fine. That'll make the building process go quicker. But, and this is just my, again, personal opinion. Um, I don't think people really want to build the same ship over and over and over and over again just to lose it in, in, in quick battle at sea. And I know every group isn't losing their ships quickly, but building a, you know, building a galleon or building a, a, a sloop, building those over and over again is going to get very old very quickly. So for them going forward, they've, I, I, I think, first of all, as I said earlier, they need to wipe the servers for PvE and PvE excuse me, PvP and PvE and introduce some modes like Black Wake. And, there, and there's plenty of other. I mean, there's plenty of other modes. How about a mode? I mean, th this is just me spitballing off the top of my head right now. Something I think would be fun in a group like we've got. Make a boat that is maybe twice the size of the galleon. Twice the size with a whole bunch more sails. And you have got to race other groups 
you know, maneuver, uh, maneuver around rocks and do whatever, and you just race other groups. I mean, there's an easy, simple game mode that would require no upfront resources to build, and you can just play those. Now, I understand they want people to do their PVE, and, and or excuse me, they, they want people to PVP and, and play all that stuff, but that is only fun for so long. I, I think that gets old very quickly. Uh, Sarah's saying they need ship insurance like Eve has. Focus on quick rebuilds. That's something that they could possibly do too. Star Citizen, a game that we isn't probably never going to come out. That's something that you have to do in that game. It, when it eventually comes out, is you will purchase insurance so that when somebody blows up your ship, you don't have to literally open your wallet and buy another one. Um, but there's a lot of things that they can do with 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 a game here where they've got um, they've got. It seems to be a really good water system. The boats seem to interact very well with that. They've got a um, really good, I think, a really good ship combat system. And they've also, in return, have got um, just regular building on land. They've got plenty of structures. They've got animals that you can tame. They've got bears. They've got elephants. Things that you can use to harvest material. So they've got a lot of the pieces there. Um, and again, this is an MMO. This is not ARK. It's not ARK. It's an MMO. So you can have some of these modes. Uh, uh, our friend Tay is saying quests and bosses. Absolutely. Those are crucial parts of MMOs as well. There's a lot that they can do here. But I'll say this uh, before we end the, the program here this evening. There is way too much competition in the come play our game field and if they sit on their hands which based on arc i don't think they will they tend to move very quickly with things but if they if they sit on their hands and don't move quick enough they will in my opinion they will end up like like games like scum where it's popular for a week or a couple weeks once it launches theirs will probably be a little bit further on but popular for a little while quick boom and then a crash and with the with an MMO, you need active players. Without active players, I mean, there's just no point. So that's kind of my thoughts on Atlas. A couple different modes, a Black Wake mode. A, you know, you could just do something as simple as a r boat races. I mean, it's, it may sound stupid, but if you've got to have six or seven people all working in conjunction to to steer a ship, and there's you know the environment is 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 kind of getting in your way, I think stuff like that would be um, would would be very interesting and could go a long way for for their game. So that's um, that's kind of what we've got, and um, those are my my thoughts on on Atlas. All right, let's uh, quickly roll for our giveaway here. Uh, Green Man Cartoons, our friend Green Man is uh, is a winner, and he even put out on Twitter earlier this week, should we should he do an Atlas cartoon? And um, I, uh, I will pressure him here. I would love to see an Atlas cartoon trying to connect to servers and it letting you, uh, it, it doesn't let you connect and you're dying and it's just your, just the craziness that goes on in Atlas. So I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, thank you, Green Man, for that. And um, thanks to everybody else that uh, that joined us in the chat. I know a little bit shorter of a show, um, but we got through uh, the news. And this is Christmas week, the last week. So um, not a whole lot going on in terms of updates as people were probably spending time with their families. Uh, so not a crazy lot of updates, but, uh, but a couple interesting things. And of course, Atlas, uh, game of the week, probably do Atlas again. People seem to be really enjoying it. Um, I know a couple new people have just bought it within the past couple days. So we'll do it again for this Friday night. Uh, and that's our infection game of the week. It's eight o'clock every Friday night in our discord. We, um, we, we get together We'll probably have 15 or 20 people playing. So if you're around Friday night, join us in Discord. You can get all the information. You can join the the website or you can join the Discord on our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. And you can click the Discord link and join that. And I want to thank our friend Serial Killer Barbie for the 11-month um, resubscription. So this she's been subscribed for 11 months and her message is so happy you shaved well <laughs> i mean there you go toxic as green man says very toxic community um i do want to thank brian even though he's not here he did uh 
give me a um, give me a show give me show notes to work with. So even though he's uh, even though he's not uh, not here via uh, audio or video, he uh, he did make the show happen this evening. So thank you very much, Brian, and thank you Tay as well for uh, for just subscribing here towards the end of the program. Uh, hope everybody had a uh, had a happy New Year, safe New Year, and um, let's see. I guess we'll be back next Tuesday at seven. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M Craig. Of course, you can visit our website infectionpodcast.com. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.